Welcome to the CRE Advantage. Thank you for joining us for episode nine. We have with us Mr. Charles Jones uh, from Hunt Real Estate Capital. I always get it wrong. I always say Hunt Real Estate, and you always correct me. But <laughs> you kind of <laughs> you got it way. right this time. I got it right this time. Well, we have with us Mr. Charles Jones, uh, and we're going to continue today talking about uh, agency loans, a Fannie Mae product. Now, of course, his company uh, represents a lot of products. Uh, they're very active in all aspects of the capital market. Essentially, they're an investment banking group. Uh, but, but today, we're going to continue on a subject that we started on last week, and that is uh, the discussion with regards to uh, agency lending around the Fannie Mae product. Now, uh, Hunt, uh, someone engages you guys to uh, uh, provide a loan for their property. Mm -hmm. And you look at that loan. Uh, you're going. You're underwriting the loan to make sure there's significant cash flow uh, to debt service the loan, or, or um, basically make uh, the monthly payments. Is what we mean by debt service. So um, now uh, you're funding that loan uh, either using a line of credit or out of your balance sheet. Right. So basically, it's Hunt's money mm -hmm. that funds that loan. Correct. Okay. Now, does Hunt hold that loan for the term? of the loan until that uh, borrower pays that loan off, or what happens to the loan after you fund the loan? So once the loan closes, we have a line of credit with various financial institutions that we've used to fund that loan. Mm -hmm. And then once that loan is securitized by Fannie, then they take out our line of our loan on our line of credit mm -hmm. which provides liquidity for us to go and fund other other loans and so once Fannie um, takes out our loan while well, they have investors who are out there buying Fannie Mae uh, paper they mm -hmm. want this uh, government guaranteed paper uh, because it's the returns are, um, are guaranteed by the government and mm. so it's highly sought after. Mm. And so they have investors who are um, buying this paper mm. and investing in these government guarantees. And so that allows them to provide liquidity in the marketplace. So there's a loan that's originated. Mm. We close the loan on our line. Mm. Fannie comes and takes us out. Mm. And they securitize it. They sell it off to the uh, marketplace, and then you just do that same cycle over and over and again. Um, that's a great insight into how the capital markets work, uh, because again, you know, uh, many are not aware uh, of what happens in the capital markets. Uh, how uh, we're using uh, cash from a line of credit mm -hmm. uh, to create a promissory note, mm -hmm. which is secured by the real estate. Right. Okay, that promissory note is then packaged with a whole bunch of others and mm -hmm. is sold uh, to a government agency. Mm -hmm. And that government agency then packages all of the notes that it's purchased mm -hmm. and then it sells it off to individuals. Uh, but all of those sales result in cash coming back ultimately to you, absolutely. which allows you to go and make other loans. Absolutely. Did I get that right? You got it right. <laughs> absolutely right. And unlike a bank that has a balance sheet and they originate a loan, they hold the loans on their books. Mm -hmm. Well, they have to have a certain amount of deposits to reserve for the amount of loans that they have on their books. And so sometimes when you see banks not lending, well, it's because they've originated a certain amount of loans, but they don't have the capital reserves or the deposits on their books to continue lending. And so that's why you'll see banks coming in and out of the marketplace in terms of 
how much they're lending or what they're able to lend in a particular uh, marketplace. But um, Fannie or the agencies have been a steady source of uh, refinancing or liquidity to the marketplace for a number of years, even during the downturn of the market where many banks said, hey, we're not lending anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to write off too many of our loans. Well, Fannie uh, and Freddie stepped up to the marketplace and provided liquidity uh, to the marketplace that was needed. Okay, very good. So now, uh, with regards to uh, these Fannie Mae loans, we're seeing a lot of activity in commercial real estate mm -hmm. with multifamily. I know we live, I live here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, mm -hmm. you're in California, mm -hmm. but no matter where you live, it just seems to be apartments going up everywhere. Yeah. And uh, what's happened uh, is we've seen the cap rates go down. Mm -hmm. uh, and and uh, in our audience, you may be wondering what the cap rates are. We are going to have a, a podcast that talk about some of the key metrics uh, when evaluating a commercial real estate loan. But what you want to know at this point is that the lower the cap rate, uh, the higher the value. Uh, and we determine value by taking the net operating income, uh, so that uh, almost like your free cash flow, uh, and you divide it by the cap rate, and that's going to give you the value of that property. So we're in, a, in, a, in an environment, uh, because there's such high demand, uh, for multifamily that the cap rates have become compressed or they've gone down. Uh, how has that impacted your underwriting on a Fannie Mae loan? Well, we definitely see cap rate compression going on in the marketplace. And so what we try to do is identify what are the drivers for that particular metric. Mm -hmm. So um, if we see cap rate compression, we want to see, well, are the rents going up? Mm -hmm. or are investors just looking for places to put their money and so therefore they're they're wanting to pay whatever they can in order to uh, buy this particular property because again they're earning one or two percent and they want to buy something that's going to get them three three and a half percent they don't mind buying a three and a half percent cap rate deal mm -hmm. and so the way we have to balance it is that we'll um, maneuver our lending standards, mm -hmm. saying that, hey, you're buying at this cap rate, well, we will only lend X amount of dollars based upon this cap rate, or we'll solve to a debt yield uh, as, as well. And if it fits that debt yield parameter, then we'll uh, lend a certain amount of money. Because one thing that we don't want to do is over lend on a property, let's right. say if it sells at a three and a half cap rate, and it has a $100,000 uh, NOI, but then five years later, NOI has only grown 10%, and then it's at a 5% uh, cap rate, then we've overlent, yeah. we've overlent, and so we're underwater. Yeah, so. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So now, what would you say, um, I mean, this seems like a very uh, uh, excellent product. If you're looking into getting into multifamily uh, uh, ownership, you want to buy an apartment building, mm -hmm. uh, this Fannie Mae, product is, is probably one of the best that's out there. Absolutely. Um, and I would agree, we've transacted uh, several Fannie Mae uh, deals. Uh, it seems to be uh, flexible, but would you say uh, the Fannie Mae loan product is for every investor? I, I would say it is. Um, one of the things that I think that there's a misconception is that most individuals who are kind of new to the real estate space, mm -hmm. uh, they think the easiest 
way to get a loan is to go to a bank. Mm -hmm. They may not have the experience, they may not have the net worth, they may not have the liquidity to uh, qualify for what they think is a uh, Fannie Mae loan. Mm -hmm. But in terms of providing the best interest rate, the best terms uh, possible, there's way there are ways that you can qualify for a Fannie loan. And if you're just starting out in investing, multifamily investing, and I tell uh, a lot of people who are investing in real estate, uh, don't try to do it on your own. Partnering yourself with someone who has experience or who has done uh, loans with Fannie and Freddie because that'll allow you to get into the game. Mm -hmm. That'll allow you to sign on a loan with Fannie and Freddie so as you obtain more experience, you can go out and get that loan on your own. Right. So, uh, and first time real estate investors shouldn't be trying to do all, everything uh, mm -hmm. on their own. I mm -hmm. mean, it, it's, it's great to say, hey, I own this outright, but again, if you don't partner with the correct person or the correct team, mm -hmm. you could be making uh, very bad in investment decision. Right. So, I encourage uh, as many people as possible, partner with people who are knowledgeable, and as you obtain that knowledge and you become more knowledgeable yourself, well, if you've partnered with someone and you've already gotten a Fannie loan mm -hmm. through that partnership, well, when, you're, when it's time for you to go out on your own, well, you're not new to Fannie. Right. They've seen you on a loan, and so they know that, hey, this is someone that we want to do business with. Okay, well, that makes a lot of sense. And, uh, and perhaps, uh, We'll have another episode that talks uh, more in detail about the steps that one needs to take to get into uh, in investing in commercial real estate, especially if you're interested in investing in multifamily. I know uh, one of the things with our firm, uh, we spend a great deal of time making sure that we prepare our clients uh, to, uh, uh, to apply for uh, loan through these agencies. Mm -hmm. um, now we have a special relationship with Hunt right. uh, because we're what's called a correspondent uh, lender for Hunt. So in a sense, we're kind of like the originating arm for uh, a Hunt Finance. So we understand their program. Uh, we work very closely with them, and so we we feel like that we're in a position uh, to help our clients and uh, guide our clients. Uh, through the, the multiple steps that are required in order to obtain a, a commercial real estate loan. Yes. Good news? Great news. I just closed my first commercial real estate deal. I thought you needed years of experience to do that. Not if you attend the PRC School of Commercial Real Estate Finance. It's affordable and convenient. So you're saying in just three months, I can have a commercial real estate finance career? Yes. Pioneer your future at the PRC School of Commercial Real Estate Finance. So Charles, that's very interesting about the Fannie Mae uh, product. And I know there are other loan products out there that you guys represent. You talked about your balance sheet mm -hmm. uh, product. You talked about some of the other agency uh, products. And then uh, I heard through the grapevine that you guys are about to start a new relationship with a company called Oryx. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that's correct. And so that's going to broaden your your product line in terms of what you can offer for commercial real estate financing, right? Yeah, so it's a very exciting news. Um, we've entered into a definitive agreement for Oryx USA to buy uh, Hunt Real Estate Capital, which will 
close by the end of uh, this year and it will just provide us more uh, power in terms of lending to provide more solutions to our customers, mm -hmm. not only from a multifamily standpoint, mm -hmm. but also for other commercial uh, products as, as wow. well, yeah. which will help uh, pioneer really capital out as well. Give so. us more products to offer <laughs> to our clients. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's what we're looking for. So what I'd like to do, uh, so that our segment is not too long and uh, your wealth of information, mm -hmm. I'd love to have you come back, if you would, uh, to talk to us about some of the other uh, products that you guys uh, offer, um, you know, maybe talk to us about because you have a now with Oric, you have mm -hmm. a debt fund product. Absolutely. Uh, you have, uh, of course, you have your agency products. Mm -hmm. Then you have your balance sheet products. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think we'll see you a lot if you're willing to come back. <laughs> it, it would be my pleasure. Anything that I can do to help um, you out, just uh, let me know. And uh, again, I'd be an honor to talk about those other uh, debt products because I feel that. Um, the more you know, the more investors know about uh, the various debt products, the better decisions that they can make. Because right. uh, we talked extensively today about a Fannie loan. Well, a Fannie loan may not be the best solution depending upon uh, particular borrower's uh, situation, and that's why uh, Pioneer Realty Capital is there to provide that expertise to let them know or that borrowers know, well, hey, here's a particular product that serves you better for this particular uh, investment opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So um, for you and our audience, I hope this is a segment that you've enjoyed. Uh, it certainly gives uh, insight into the capital markets, and uh, we truly uh, want to continue to dig deeper. If you like this episode, do me a favor. Uh, hit the like button on, on the uh, on the webpage or on YouTube. Uh, and if you want to continue to support the content uh, that we're providing, uh, go ahead and subscribe to our channel. Uh, we've been very fortunate to see that our viewership has gone up by thousands, and so that's exciting. So, uh, but we want to continue to provide uh, good content, uh, so if you subscribe, that allows us to do that. Uh, but thank you for joining us for Episode 8, and uh, on our Fannie Mae episode, I guess we'll call this, uh, next time we uh, come back, we'll talk more about other loan products that, that, we, that are out there in the capital markets. But thank you for joining us. Hey, man. What do you do and how do you do it? I'm a commercial real estate finance professional. I bet you had to get a lot of schooling. I went to the PRC School of Commercial Real Estate Finance. Pioneer your future at the PRC School of Commercial Real Estate Finance.